Hey, it's Carrie and Ashley. We welcome you to the Self Care Cafe. We are both health professionals and moms and nature lovers and food lovers and love helping women get over dieting and just start living. We think that talking about bodies and perfect bodies and dieting is just oh, boring. <laughs> Have you put you to sleep there, Carrie? Yes. So if you are ready to ditch dieting and get to living and talk about more important things, then you are in the right place. We don't put shame and guilt on the menu here. You don't even have to tip us. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come hang with us. The advice is free. We want to have a bunch of girlfriends to just hang out with and get real with. And it's time to start living, ladies. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Carrie. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. What have we got on the menu today? Well, a conversation last week kind of sparked me to think about our conversations about getting rid of people's scales. I love this conversation. <laughs> what do you call it, Carrie? Smash your scale. <laughs> uh, as you know, I have not owned a scale. I could, as an adult, I have not owned one. Um, part of that has to do with um, having had an eating disorder. And I know it's just not healthy for me to have one. But I think we also agree that it probably isn't healthy for most people to be using one. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I guess I'll open with this. Like, did you know that you don't even have to stay, you know, at the doctor's? You don't have to be weighed. Like, you know, we've talked about this, you know, for years. I I just, unless I'm having surgery, um, because we need to know for anesthesia. And there are certain medical conditions that you also need to know your weight. But for most of us, it's not really necessary to know know that number. That's right. Yeah. I think it's hard because it's the first thing that you do, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people wake up in the morning and they step on the scale. Mm -hmm. Or and even like at the doctor's office, that's the first thing they have you do. All absolutely. right, let's get on the scale today. Yeah. And I can tell you if it, um, if you haven't done that before, they will be taken aback. <laughs> the person who wants to weigh you, they might also kind of um, give up a little bit of resistance about it because it's unusual. Yes. And I would love to see it be more common. Um, but they pro might also be afraid that they maybe they'll get in trouble mm -hmm. uh, by their the uh, medical provider. Um, but you know, if that doctor really needs um, that weight, they can get it. But mm -hmm. I think it's, it would be a great, and maybe we should come up with maybe a handout for like a short conversation to have with your doctor or your, your healthcare provider. Yeah. I've seen around and maybe we can make our own um, little like cards. They are about the size of a business card and yeah. It's something you could hand your provider because it's really hard to say no, especially when they're giving you that pushback because 
the providers are in that authority or power position. So when we're going in as a patient, we tend to feel pressured and kind of do what they're asking us to do. Um, and even personally, I've gone into the doctor's office and I haven't let them weigh me at my doctor's office in a long time either. And one time I went recently and it was a different provider. I think it was like a specialist provider that I haven't seen. And they didn't weigh me right off, which was what I was expecting. And we got into the exam room and one of the questions was like, do you know your current weight? And I said, no. <laughs> and they kind of looked at me funny for one. And then what happened was they were like, they kind of like gestured to a scale on the floor. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that today. And I think I might've said it in a way that came off a little bit rude because I just had not been expecting this conversation and I felt like kind of a jerk afterwards, but I didn't mean to be like that. And they just kind of caught me off guard, but I still wasn't going to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. and I'm someone that has pra like has practiced with these things and it still made me have some feelings about the whole scenario. So if it's your first time declining, um, or whatever, it can be really scary. And so like having maybe a way to practice that conversation before you go to the doctor's office or your provider's office might be a great idea. Um, or like having a response ready to go in your head um, and be prepared for a couple different scenarios. Like I said, mine was a little bit different than what I've experienced in the past. So it kind of caught me off guard, but being ready for it can make such a difference. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, a few years ago, when um, when I was still agreeing, this was many years ago, probably twenty years ago. Um, I was still when I was still agreeing to get weighed at the doctor's. Um, there was a new provider, and I was in the middle of um, an eating disorder episode, and he weighed me and he congratulated me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because clearly he didn't know my history and he congratulated me on my weight and my BMI saying that you don't see too many Americans with such a low BMI. And I knew what was, I, you know, when, when you have an eating disorder, you're not naive as to what is going on. At least I wasn't, I knew what was going on. Um, and, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, thanks buddy for encouraging me to keep going, you know, right. like, um so and this is just one reason like we have so many reasons why we hate the scale right hey care i have a quick question before we get off the doctor's office uh yes. <laughs> topic don't they need to weigh you to get your bmi um well to get your bmi they need to weigh you but is the b the bmi we won't say what we really feel about the BMI. <laughs> we have some choice. Some we have choice. To, we'd have inappropriate words. <laughs> so the BMI, um, if you're not familiar with it, is what they use um, to base whether or not you are in a quote unquote healthy range. Right. So it's just comparing your weight to your height. Right. So, it's a math formula. It's a math formula, correct. It stands for body body mass index. Yes. And years ago, when these charts were first developed, there's really not science behind it. 
um, initially the weight charts were made by, I believe, insurance companies, life insurance companies. Probably. Uh, yeah. And um, because they would, they wanted to know your risk uh, for life insurance, you know, right. that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, it doesn't show, what does the BMI show? It only shows your proportion of height to weight and that's it. Like, and to take it back even further, the BMI was originally created by this like statistician, mathematician, right. sociologist guy, um, way back. And he was doing research on trying to like, um, catalog, I guess, like the, um, what's the word I want? The, um, we're a little sloggy today. <laughs> I don't know. He was trying to basically find out all oh, characteristics. That's the word <laughs> of, yeah, of quote unquote, the ideal man. So all the data that he pulled and measured was from mostly white European, probably middle to upper class men. And so that leaves out everybody else, first of all. Like, and right. with his research too, he even, I think, quote was quoted by saying, like, this should never be applied to individuals. It's only supposed to be like population or group study information. And like Carrie said, the life insurance companies kind of took a hold of it and started applying it to individuals based on things like trying to reduce risks for their companies and things like that. And so it did start getting applied at doctor's offices. Every time they get your height and weight, they it's just part of the chart. It automatically calculates your BMI. And I think Carrie was talking about how it doesn't take into account anything besides just your height and weight proportion. It doesn't take into account like your um, body frame um, and your body composition. So your body composition is like, you know, you have bone mass and you have fat and you have muscles and you have all these other things. And it doesn't take into account the proportions of those things at all. Right. So for instance, you know, your frame size and your the weight of your bones, I mean, we want heavier, denser bones, right? Right. But if you go in by just weight, that becomes a negative thing. Exactly. And so which it didn't make that makes no sense. Uh we want muscle, enough muscle, strong muscle on our bodies, on our frames to be able to easily move through life, through, you know, do our activities of daily living and um whatever sports or fitness activities that you want to do hiking whatever it is playing with your kids you want enough muscle mass and strength to be able to do that but people with more muscle mass if you're only going by the scale and bmi come out in the in the quote-unquote unhealthy categories right um, and we, we I just want to throw a side note in Carrie and I don't typically say the o words but we may have to mention them in this episode just because that's what the BMI categories um 
talk about, and by O words, I mean overweight and obesity. We don't use those in our normal language, but because the charts use them um, and a lot of people know about them, we may mention them here today. So just being aware of them. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk a minute about, um, and thank you, by the way, Ashley, for the giving the history of the BMI chart. I had yeah. forgotten that actually. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you started talking about it, it's like, ah, yes, that's right. Uh, <laughs> and welcome. I want to say, unless I'm thinking of something else, I want to say it was like, was it the early 90s when like the CDC and, and who started using like really, like they kind of made their own charts, the BMI charts. Yeah, I think, um, and I, here's another piece. I'm not sure if that's, I don't, I don't know the answer to your question, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do know that in 1998, mm -hmm. um, I can't remember which organization it was, whether it was CDC or um, Institute of Health or who or whoever it was. Um, they changed the cutoffs of the categories. Yes. Yes. Is that's that what you meant? That. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so with the BMI, there's different categories. Like we were mentioning, there's quote unquote underweight, there's normal weight, and then there's the overweight and obesity categories, like I had mentioned earlier. And I, they changed the categories. So like, I think underweight is 19 or 18.9 and under. Normal weight is 19 to 24.9 for the BMI. Um, and then just goes onward and upward from there. But they changed <laughs> the actual like cutoff. So they changed the category. So normal became this. Oh. What, what was that? I'm sorry. People that fell in the normal category when they changed it. Now all of a sudden yes. they're considered overweight. Exactly. Like, exactly. What? Yes. <laughs> so overnight, People yeah. were the same from one day to the next day, but their BMI category changed just because they changed the charts. Like it's, right. it's just not good science is what it is. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's really frustrating because like we talked about at the doctor's office, every time you get on the scale, they calculate your BMI in the, um, like your chart. And then they talk about your BMI, even if you're not going for anything related to that, like if you get on the scale and you're going in for an acute visit for like strep throat or something, sometimes I've heard stories of people getting like lectured about their weight for going to get antibiotics for strep throat, which is totally inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do what they're not connected. Exactly. Um, so as you can see, we are not crazy about the scale for many reasons. Um, it does not gauge your health status. It does not gauge, I always like to say it doesn't, you know, gauge what kind of person you are. It doesn't gauge your happiness. Um, all that scale does is tell your relationship to gravity. Hey listeners, as you could probably tell, this episode included the Telltale Part 1, uh, part of the title, which means that Carrie and I got a little carried away um, with our conversation when we recorded, so we decided to split this episode into two parts. So be on the lookout for Part 2 next week. 
Yeah. And if you want to um, see us or find us elsewhere, we're on um, Instagram at self-care cafe, all one word, underscore official. We're also on Facebook, um, self-care cafe page there. Um, we are on Patreon at self-care cafe also. And then obviously if you're listening to us right now, we're on Spotify and we have a little Buzzsprout podcast website. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We'd love to know if you have any uh, questions or thoughts about this. Um, like, as she said she told you where you can find us with that said we will see you next time and we love you latte love you latte